With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. The Cayman Islands government and the Dart-led consortium today signed several agreements for pre-construction works related to the Integrated Solid Waste Management System project. We are here today to mark an event that is of historical significance to the nation and indeed of considerable personal importance to me as a representative of the people and as a Caymanian. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin says the agreements will allow the consortium to continue the remediation and capping of the existing Georgetown landfill at an estimated cost of CI $20 million. We all know that the problem of solid waste management has been around for many, many years. Shortly after we signed these documents this, eve- this afternoon for early works on the Integrated Solid Waste Management System project, We will reach a point where the people of the Cayman Islands can begin to see the realization of government's vision for waste management in the country. Government says the agreements will also allow the consortium to finalize design details for the project, including the Energy Recovery Facility, otherwise known as Waste to Energy, in preparation for an environmental impact assessment and submissions to the planning department. The premier says the heartfelt thanks of the nation should go to all parties because the current landfill will reach the end of its life in 2024 and it will be replaced with ISWIM's facilities. The new ISWIM system, when it is fully in place and operational, is expected to process and divert up to 90% of waste from being landfilled in the future, achieving a sustainable solution for solid waste management in these islands. The closure, capping, and remediation of the Georgetown landfill will be undertaken in phases. The entire mound will be covered with an initial regulating layer by the end of this year, and then the entire remediation project is scheduled for completion by mid-2022. The Legislative Assembly meets tomorrow, and Chief Whip Austin Harris says they have a packed agenda. The public can expect, I think, um, a number of uh, pieces of legislation. I think there will be a total of 11 uh, different bills and reports uh, brought to the House. Uh, it will also include Finance Committee, uh, which will represent changes to the budget against the backdrop of COVID-19. As you are aware, a number of capital projects and matters that were approved Uh, during the budget debates have been sort of sidelined and those monies redirected as as a result of COVID. Rules require that if there are any changes to the budget which is approved by the Legislative Assembly, those changes will also have to be approved by the LA. Uh, So therefore, one of the things will be the Supplementary Appropriations Bill, which will precede Finance Committee, amongst other things. So it's expected to be a, a rather lengthy session of the Legislative Assembly, two weeks at minimum. Um, but potentially could extend as far as three. Among the items to be addressed, a historic law, which if passed, will formally change the Legislative Assembly to Parliament. After three years helping schools identify areas of improvement, the director of the Office of Education Standards is leaving his post at the end of the year, Peter Carpenter. It has been a great honour and a privilege to serve the education community of the Cayman Islands and at the time of my departure, which is to be in late December 2020, the inspection team will have visited all of the educational institutions across the islands and we will have published over 80 individual school reports. In the past three years, the OES has established an inspection framework which will provide baseline results for all educational institutions, essentially a blueprint for raising educational outcomes across the Cayman Islands. 
I believe that there has been an improvement in education standards over the last three years, and I feel confident that this will continue. The OES is currently in the process of recruiting a replacement director. Applications are open until October 25th. So if you were in the downtown Georgetown area today and saw fire trucks responding to First Caribbean across from Elizabethan Square, well, it all turned out to be a false alarm, causing staff and patrons to evacuate. They just had a fault alarm, smoke detector. See, I was just working on on the system inside the um, compressor rope. So there was, a, there was no explosion there. It was just a um, faulty smoke detector. When, no, when we were there, we, um, we tried to reset the, um, the, the system twice, but we um, advised them that they have to get the technician to come check it out because it keeps going off. So there's a fault within the system. And then we had one of the um, employees that collapsed, that fainted on the we had to evacuate the building, so we had to deal with that also. Cayman Islands Fire Service Station Officer John Bodden says no one was hurt and the all-clear given shortly thereafter. Cayman's Green Aquanico is back in full swing with numbers on the rise. Here's Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. According to Flickr magazine, published by the Department of Environment, with just a few months of culling activity left in the 2020 season, numbers of iguanas brought to the Georgetown Landfill's culling facility are on the rise, primarily as a result of the recent hatchling emergence of the 2020 summer recruitment. The suspension of culling on March 24th as part of Cayman's shelter-in-place regulations shut the operation for approximately 40 days during the crucial breeding and nesting period of adult green iguanas allowing a potentially undisturbed breeding and nesting effort. Assuming culling levels had remained reasonably similar to the numbers received prior to the closure, DOE estimates that approximately 16,000 iguanas escaped removal during this period. As a result, the DOE says hatchling emergence is now significantly driving iguana numbers, with 75% of the 23,000 iguanas brought to the facility since the start of August made up of hatchlings from this year's reproduction. As of September 30th, 117,000 iguanas had been removed, bringing the total number of iguanas removed since the start of the program in August 2018 to more than 1.2 million. The annual Green Iguana Survey was completed in August, and the data is currently being analyzed. Once numbers are in, the DOE says it will be in a better position to estimate progress towards the original management target of less than 50,000 animals remaining in the wild and plan the longer-term strategies needed to maintain this level. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. On the Sister Islands, Cayman Brack is seeing high levels of hatchlings. A terrestrial research unit recently visited to help with the local efforts and further assess the situation. Cayman's first virtual festival is live. The free eight-week experience features a lineup of some of the best things to do, see, eat, and drink in the Cayman Islands. Commerce Minister the Honorable Joseph Hugh tells Radio Cayman, government is hoping the digital festival will provide a sense of community while supporting local businesses that are still struggling to recover in the wake of the island-wide lockdown. Community and connection is more vital than ever. And as a ministry, we wanted to find a way to support local businesses while giving our people a unique way of experiencing the many activities and deals on offer. By the way of helpful classes, workshops, and talks put on for free online to help people discover new small businesses and the local artisans that they can support offline. Virtual arenas within the festival include a heritage corner, Cayman Kitchen, Shopping Village, the Bandstand, and Family Playground. The festival runs through December 13th, and to explore it, just head to gov.ky forward slash experience Cayman. The International College of the Cayman Islands marks 50 years of excellence in higher education in Cayman. I might be a little biased there since my parents did found the institution. 
As Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports, the institution is gearing up to celebrate the past, present, and future. In 1973, ICCI established the first radio station in the Cayman Islands, Radio ICCI 101.1 FM. During these five decades, ICCI has graduated 2,000-plus alumni that have worked in the private, public, and government sectors globally. This Friday, ICCI is inviting residents to hear and embrace the struggles and successes of this small but mighty and noble institution that has been delivering exceptional tertiary education these 50 years. We just want to honor some of the pioneers in education as they've been, you know, championing that cause here in the Cayman Islands, being able to provide local education, high-quality education here in the Cayman Islands. The persons don't have to travel overseas if they don't want to. They can spend time with their families, be with their families, and still get that high-quality education. ICCI's Robert Lynch tells Radio Cayman Radio ICCI 101.1 FM will broadcast live from the Georgetown Yacht Club starting at 2 p.m. with three one-hour segments, the past, present, and the future. As we're celebrating 50 years of education in the Cayman Islands, definitely we've, we've, we've some of the, our pioneers have gone unnoticed and we want to reestablish a culture where we can start celebrating and remembering because as the, as the expression goes, without understanding where, we've coming, where we're coming from, we might just not end up where we want to go. And so we do want to be able to look back at our past, celebrate our past as it guides us into the future. And starting at 5 p.m., the ICCI Board of Trustees, alumni, staff, faculty and students will invite the Cayman community to assemble at the Georgetown Yacht Club for a meet and greet to celebrate this monumental mile Milestone. His Excellency Governor Martin Roper is expected to be there for the recognition of the founders and pioneers of ICCI. There is no charge. We're just inviting persons out to come out and celebrate with us. I mean, there will be a cash bar, so if someone does want to drink, it's an open. It's it will be open. Definitely family friendly. Bring persons out. Bring your young people out so they can help us support. Wish happy birthday to the International College as well. And you know to say thank you to the Cummings, Dr. Cummings. I mean, Elsa, Dr. Elsa Cummings, April Cummings, the whole Cummings family for having brought this to the Cayman Islands and providing these opportunities. So it's just getting us us getting together and saying a huge thank you. That's ICCI's Robert Lynch. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.